Mark Harmon and Kevin Paul with you on 720 WGN till 10 o'clock tonight. We'll talk some finances at the bottom of the hour. Uh, with Taylor McGregor, Marquee Sports Network, making her first appearance on the Saturday show here. As uh, they, of course, baseball is in the waiting period. But Taylor, uh, first off, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Congrats on uh, being a part of Marquee. And what was it like for you down in Arizona as... You're learning that you're going uh, back home and the players are packing up. Like, What was that scene like and, and how were guys sort of adjusting to their new reality? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, first of all, for having me on. Um, so I actually was not working the day that the news came out. Um, I had the weekend off. Elise Meneker, who's going to be doing stuff with us also, um, she was going to be the reporter on that day's game, and so I was not there. However, I was there um, two days prior to that when they first announced that no media members were going to be allowed inside the clubhouse. And so that was a little strange. And I think at the time, and I I'm sure not just baseball players, but most Americans can relate to this. It kind of, I mean, it just escalated so quick. And so when Major League Baseball took that step, which followed the lead of other, um, or, you know, the NHL, I think, was the first, and NBA. But anyways, you know, they had already done that. And so some of the players I talked to were just like, yeah, you know, this is kind of just getting weird. Like, we're just living in weird times, and that was the feel at that point. And then, of course, two days later, it escalated to an entirely new level. And so I know what I felt, and it was just surreal. And from the conversations I've had with people who were there that day, I think it's just everybody didn't know what to do. You know, how, we all think, how does this impact us? And so I know the questions that a lot of the the guys around the organization were getting is, okay, well, how does this impact me? And um, that's human nature. And I think those were the first kind of thoughts for everybody when it first when it first happened. But crazy times. It is crazy times. We were talking with Ben Browniker from the Bears, tight end from the Bears, about 30 minutes or so ago. And we were talking, because Hallis Hall is closed. I mean, the entire, everything, every corner of life is, is being affected by this. And, you know, he was talking about how he's, he's trying to find ways to work out at home. Not everybody has a, a personal gym at their house, even if you are a pro athlete. He says he's moving the couch around, moving furniture around. Have you had a chance to talk to any of the players? I'm not, I'm not asking you to name anybody, but have you talked to them and t- seen how they're trying to stay ready for a season that uh, we really don't know when will start? I've not talked to any of the Cubs players, but I have talked to um, other players with different teams. And I think everybody is it's situational, right? Like you mentioned, some guys don't have access to a home gym. And so I know um, the guys that I've talked to went back to the place where they trained in the off season and then kind of in small groups of what they did there and trying to stay ready um, from that perspective. Now, I did talk to um, people within the Cubs what is it? I, I'm losing track of the days, but a few days ago. <laughs> and um, at the time, about 20 of the guys were still training down in Mesa. Um, but I know that they expected that number to decrease in the coming days. So I don't know how many guys are still down there. And I think everybody's just kind of adjusting, hoping to make the, the most of it. But I would say as a general rule, guys probably trying to do what they do in the off season because most big leaguers, um, I believe, have access to 
to private gyms, at least, you know, where they can make it small groups and don't have to go to the public gyms because those are closed. So that would be my take as to where guys are Taylor kind of are. Yeah, Taylor McGregor with us here on 720 WGN. We had Jason Benetti on last week as well, and, you know, it's his take in White Sox TV, like, it, it feels just so awkward to even talk about sports and you know Taylor you're you're new to Chicago but not new to baseball at all you know covering the Colorado Rockies for so many years and 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 all around the sports landscape it, it feels like I mean for what's it like for you knowing that the we we're in the toy department it's not something that like can even be brought up as a concern but it's also something that people rely upon to get themselves entertainment, which we love, and get away from here every day, right? And and but just sort of balancing, like, well, I, I, can I even talk about sports right now because there's so much serious stuff going on? Yeah, you know, I think for me, that's kind of a perspective I like to keep twenty four seven. That you know, sports are a, an amazing luxury for so many people, but um, you know, they, there is value in them, and. and in this state right now, I mean, it's it's jobs. It's so many jobs. I mean, people who work hourly and and rely on money when they work Cubs game to live, and um, and so that's just something like I always try to remind myself of day to day is okay. This isn't the end of the day. Like there's still bigger things out there, but I do think in in times like this where it's a heightened awareness to that perspective. Yeah, I mean. I'm not going to lie, like, when, when all those NFL contracts were being announced, you're just kind of like, really? Like, this, there's so many bigger things going on, but I think it's important to have the perspective that, you know, sometimes that's good. <laughs> you know, like, sports are our escape, and just because there's so much craziness going on in the world doesn't mean we don't still need an escape. So I think it's it's always a balance. The times we're in right now and then the times when everything is fairly normal, you know, like it's important to keep pers- keep a perspective on um, what sports mean to us and to the culture. Well, it's well said. Carmen and I were talking about this as the show started about, like, look, the, the first thing I do when I get home at night is I grab, the, like, I flop on the couch, you grab the remote, I turn it on, I look for a sports game, right? It's basically yeah. how almost all of us end our nights, watching some sort of competition, whatever sport it may be. Having be, being stuck at home is one thing, but it's almost impossible to be bored in 2020. Between all of the content that is put out on streaming devices, we have our phones, read a book, I don't know, do something. There are a lot of options, but uh, what's it been like for you? I mean, you, you, get, you get this gig with Marquis, this great job, you're covering the Cubs, and the next thing you know, like all of us in the sports broadcasting world kind of like, well, how, how do we address all of this? You know, I... I I don't know. It's just been it's been so strange for me over the past couple of weeks. I I can a hundred percent agree with you. And you know, I'm gonna take this a little deep, but I, I kind of from a personal perspective, it really makes you reflect on your core values. I think for me, you know, sports are a huge, huge part of my life. I love them. I love covering them. I love watching them. Like you mentioned, the competition. I mean, I played them. Like I. I love what I do, and but at the end of the day, that's not the end. That's not the most important thing in my life. Like the most important thing to me are my faith and my family, and and at the end of the day, I'm I still have those, and so I think this kind of it 
makes you realize like what is so important and in the times when <laughs> the, the best thing in your life which relatively right like my my job is one of the things that I'm so grateful to have but when that gets gets takes taken away from you, like, I'm still going to be okay because I still have my faith and I still have my family. And so that's kind of the perspective that I've tried to take. And, um, but that doesn't mean it's easier to find things that <laughs> kind of take your time up during these times too, because I'm not much of a Netflixer. So I'm like, okay, now what, you know, it's on the couch. Where do we go? But I do think if there's a silver lining in all of this, at least for me, you know, just kind of realigning those the perspective of, of who I want to be and kind of the things that really are important to me. And at the end of the day, if, if the trivial things in my life, like my job get taken away from me, like I'm still going to be okay. Uh, it's a, it's, it's, it's a great perspective and uh, family. I also, I'm looking at your Twitter here, Taylor. You didn't, you didn't mention your coffee ice cream yet, which is, it, which, which is, it, which is well, it? the problem is I've had too much of that. So I think I need to tone it down a little bit. Or by the time I show up in Chicago, none of my dresses are going to fit. I mean, shoot. Like, the coffee ice cream, I think, has been a mechanism of coping for me over the course of the last You want to give Taylor a hard time on that choice for ice cream, Kevin? Because, I mean, you're, an, you're that, that's an odd, that's an odd number one. Coffee huh? ice cream is the best. My sister loves coffee ice cream. I don't know. I guess it's, a, it's some people love it. I, I don't know what it is. I was telling Carmen, I can't stop eating over the past week or two, and I don't know why. All of us, right? It's like, I'm like, whatever, just keep giving me food. Yeah. I'm just I'm like, so maybe food is an idol for me, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, I'm bulking up here. That's fine. Taylor, before, <laughs> exactly. before you go, and I know this will just be a guess, but it, go ahead and make one here. Do you think that they'll play baseball this year without fans in the stands? Oh, gosh. You know, this is tough. I've, I've thought about this, and people have asked me this, and it's hard to say one thing or another because if you would have asked me a week ago, I would have said, no, they'll have fans. But I also, if you would have asked me two weeks ago, if I thought this season would be starting till at least you know May 10th, now that the eight weeks, according to the CDC, like I would have been like, no way. That's, that's not a possibility. Like We're for sure going to have opening day. And so I think it's Right now, like right in this minute, I think there is a real strong possibility that they play games without fans. Yeah, be super weird. I, 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 it's certainly it's got to be on the table because you've got yeah you've got huge TV dollars. Uh, you've got networks like yours that are just starting up. You, I don't think teams are going to want to punt on the entire season and and all the money. Uh, obviously, you're going to miss the gate receipts, but if you can actually get to the point where you test the players and you can keep them healthy, uh, maybe you can go forward. But as far as having people in the stands, whether I don't know how they do it. I, I, we, we're going to have to get a lot further along than we are right now. I mean, I mean, yeah. there are restrictions throughout the country now, recommendations that no gatherings of 10 or more people, 10 or more. So now... In yeah. a matter of months, we're going to ask to pack 40,000 well, people into one space. And even That's if you said, like, we'll know. sell seat one and we'll sell seat five, we'll sell seat eight, like, how do you even do that? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. In yeah. flux, just like everything. But yeah. Taylor, you... I think, I think, sorry, one thing to add to that. I just think the craziest thing is we still don't know everything about the way that this coronavirus spreads, right? So we've, we've said this, that, okay, it's transmitted via touch, and then all of a sudden you hear it to be transmitted through the air. Like, 
I still think there's a lot out there that we might not even know about this virus, and I think over the course of the next few weeks, it's going to be huge to determine what they ultimately decide, obviously. I mean, that's kind of the what we've seen over the course of the last few weeks as this has transpired. Taylor, next time we talk to you, we're talking about games on the field, all right? <laughs> that's the personal stuff, like, we missed baseball. <laughs> but, hey, guys, thanks so much for having me on. It was fun. Thanks for jumping on. We appreciate it. Taylor McGregor, Mar- right. the Marquee Sports Network, who, by the way, they're running They're running all the playoff run from 2016. Cub fans are going to love Taylor. So you've seen a small sample size and a couple of spring training games for the Cubs broadcast, which she uh, does a great job. Absolutely. We'll uh, talk about your money coming on back here, 720 WGN.